1: find yours in online or in a store near you at slash find warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical
2: Mallor here winter is coming heavy rain sleet snow and ice are your tires up for the challenge Hello and welcome. It's our number one. Our number one of the Ben Maller podcast. You knew that already. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for giving us five stars. Five stars. Man, that means a lot. We have no advertising budget for the podcast. We have no marketing budget for the podcast. It is all based on word of mouth. Gorilla marketing. And you have been great. The podcast numbers continue to go up. We thank you for that. But it's it's the holiday season, the season of giving. So tell a friend, hey, I am not gonna what what a terrible gift that would be. I'm not gonna get you a gift, but I got a good podcast to listen to. I got a good sports kind of goofy podcast to listen to. Anyway, this hour was the upset loss to Washington a good loss for the Steelers. There are factions of the NFL media that seem convinced that now that Pittsburgh lost a game, it's actually better long term because they don't they do not have the immense pressure of trying to go undefeated and outdo the 1972 Dolphins. A Maller Show conversation on that issue here in our number one. Some faulty steel. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, bloviating coast to coast and border to border and beyond on the vast and powerful Microphones to Fox Sports Radio. We emanate live from inside the magic radio box, also known as the Geico FSR Studios. Hope you're doing well. Tis the holiday season, so we had not one, but two, two Monday Night Football games, and surprisingly, the lead from Monday Night Football does not come from the late game. Normally, the late game, whatever happened right before, we have two Monday Night games, whatever just happened is the big story, but that is not the case No, 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 no. So we go to the early Monday night game, which was a regional broadcast, which annoyed the hell out of a lot of people that just assumed they were going to get to watch this game without having to go to some kind of illegal website to watch it. But it was not on nationally. It was on regionally. The Pittsburgh Steelers, if you had them going 16-0, you are a loser. Dreams of an unbeaten season are finito and done. Stick a fork in it. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Uh, Washington. Washington. They're still alive to win a division, although they're still behind as far as the tiebreaker is concerned with the Giants. The NFC East still blows. Don't believe the hype now that the Giants in Washington won games over the weekend, surprising outcomes. That does not all of a sudden mean the NFC East is anything more than the NFC least. But let's focus in on what did happen in the Monday night football game. You saw this coming. It was telegraphed. Uh, We had talked about it in that hump day game with Baltimore, that things were not looking good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if you did not see it, because you possibly did not have access to it, Alex Smith, yeah, that guy, Alex Smith, yeah, the, the guy with the gruesome injury. He threw for 296 yards and a touchdown and made some big throws in the second half of that game as Washington worked their way back. Dustin Hopkins, the idiot kicker, hit a tie-breaking 45-yard field goal with just over two minutes remaining, and Washington beats the Steelers 23-17, to in the early Monday night game. So Pittsburgh, they dropped to 11-1. and They missed a chance to clinch a playoff berth. I think they'll get in so I think they'll be okay. I think they'll find a way in the playoffs. And they dropped into a tie with the reigning champions of pro football, the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember when they played a game against the 49ers and there were Thousands and thousands of people in the stadium. Yeah, way back when. Different time. Uh, But that is the tie right atop the AFC standings. I believe technically Pittsburgh is ahead because of conference record. But the better story is in the losing locker room where the Pittsburgh Steelers, who appeared in total control of this game at halftime, it was not an offensive masterpiece, but Washington could not do anything on offense. They, barely, they were lucky to get a field goal just before halftime. And then in the second half, obviously a much different story. But after Ben Roethlisberger hit James Washington for a 50-yard pass play for a touchdown in the second quarter, Pittsburgh was up 14-0. And at Heinz Field... It doesn't matter who's wearing the laundry of the Pittsburgh Steelers over the years when they've had a double-digit lead by more than one score. They almost never lose. But on this night, it was different than all other nights. They not only lost, I don't know what the hell they were doing at halftime. Now, some in the media are selling the fact that this loss is a good thing. I'm going to address that in a minute, but before we get to that, Let's hear from some of the key actors in this Broadway play. How about Mike Tomlin? I love Tomlin after the game against the Ravens when he read his team, the riot act, clearly his team did not listen, but here is Tomlin who seems to relish the loss for his Steelers. I'm excited about facing the adversity of losing with this group, man, and smiling in the face of it and preparing and getting ready for our next challenge. If you want to smile in the face of adversity, that Jets job is going to be open up, Mike. You can smile a lot there coaching the Jets if you want to take that job. all right. Here's Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, he didn't play well in the second half of this game. He got outplayed by Alex Smith. More on that coming up. But here's Roethlisberger, who is about to regale you with full sportscliché.com. You know,
4: we're getting to that point of the season when you've got to be sharp in in all areas and, you know, your whole team and and both sides of the ball and all that stuff. So there can be all kinds of distractions and changes of this,
2: that and the other. But uh, at the end of the day, we've got to go play good football. Yeah. Okay. So that is connect the dots cliche style. I mean, let me let me throw like five cliches out, and I'll just come. That's full bull Durham. I'm gonna I'm gonna go full bull Durham, and I'm just gonna combine everything together. Okay, so anyway, let's get to the question now. Again, some of my friends in the media, some of the the people I don't even know in the media, who seem to be selling the fact that it's actually a good thing. This is in, in the big picture. This is a good thing that the Steelers lost this game because they don't want the immense pressure of having to match the 1972. Miami Dolphins. Now, Pittsburgh can avoid all that and they can rest players at the end of the year if they so choose, although it really is not the case. But let us discuss because there's only one, one week off. The, the top seed gets a week off. Everyone else is playing on wildcard weekend. So the question, and I've already revealed my answer, but the question is was this a net positive loss for the Steelers? All right, let me combine N and the O, and that equals. No. All right. No. That's bull crap, is what that is. Now, my observations here, you've got the Cafe, Tom Hanks, and Honolulu Blue. And we will combine all these things together. Now, number one. Number one. So the fact that we hear a lot when this happens, I mean, losing build's character, all that mumbo jumbo that gets recycled uh week after week, that is true in like youth football. This is not Peewee football. This is not high school football. This is the big leagues. All right. This is the big leagues, and, and and we're going to see how the Steelers respond and pick themselves up and all that, and uh, and that's great. But you'd rather have done that after a win. Mike Tomlin, I'm telling you, we said this after the game against the Ravens. We're going to repeat it. Mike Tomlin has got to get a better hold of this team, uh, even though it's only one loss and they still have this great, glorious, sexy eleven and one record. The way they've performed recently. The Steelers. This continues a downward slope of performance. The Steelers were playing with a handgun and finally they pulled the Plaxico burst and shot themselves in the leg. Eventually it was going to happen. Pittsburgh played so terrible in the second half of this game and there were, it wasn't even really anything Washington did. I know we're going to hear from some ex Redskins fans now, just fans of the Washington football team. That will tell us how wonderful Washington played, but it was self-inflicted wounds, dropped passes. It was poorly timed penalties. It was this, that, and the other thing. And those are all the ingredients that get you booted out of the playoffs, and certainly those are the ingredients that you lose against an inferior opponent. And even though I I am down on the Steelers the last couple weeks, talent-wise, they are much better than Washington. The the Steelers treated this like uh, the half day cafe right they, they had a cup of coffee at the half day cafe when you visit the half day cafe you don't have to worry about the second half right they checked out they were leading 14 to three Pittsburgh now I'm happy I had Washington in the game so I was ha- I was happy as a clam that Washington won the game outright I thought they would just cover the spread I think they'd win the game outright but when it was 14 to three midway through the game it's pretty obvious that members of the Steelers traveling party expected Washington to raise the white flag, to hoist it up. Spoiler alert, it didn't happen. Ron Rivera's team played the only way they can play because they're not the most talented team, so they have to be a tough-minded team. They have to be a gritty type of team, a scrappy type of team, all those cliches. And they did that. But let's not get carried away here because I'm also seeing on the other side where where some of the media is like, hey, this is a good loss for the Steelers. Then it's like, well, wait a minute, we we got to reevaluate Washington. No, you don't. No, no, you don't have to reevaluate Washington. They're they have a slightly above average defense, and that's it. We're not talking about the nineteen eighty five Chicago Bears monsters of the midway defense for Washington. Uh, Hall of Famers are not abound on that Washington defense. They have a good defense. The offense and special teams are store brand. Their generic brand is what they are. And it's those bad habits of the Steelers that fuel this comeback. Let's not get carried away on the other side. All right. Now, the second point here, one of the big selling points when you look at the brochure for the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers is championship pedigree of Ben Roethlisberger, like If they're just close, Ben Roethlisberger is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He's been to multiple Super Bowls. He's the guy that can push them across. And this is the guy you can trust. To a fault, by the way. Uh, And the more I watch the Steelers here and the players around Roethlisberger, the more you realize that Ben Roethlisberger is playing an iconic Tom Hanks-type role in the movie Castaway. Uh, He is stranded on an uninhabited island somewhere out in the middle of the ocean there, and he's desperately trying to keep the Steelers from drowning week after week. Pittsburgh just does not appear to have top-shelf playmakers. Are they hiding somewhere? Maybe they're buried in the ground behind Heinz Field, but they don't have the element of surprise either. They're a one-trick pony on offense. And even if you have a basic knowledge of football, Just from Madden Football, calling plays on Madden Football, when you go against Pittsburgh right now, when you play Mike Tomlin's team, you load on up against the pass, okay, and you dare the Steelers to run the ball because they can't do it. Mike Tomlin has zero confidence in the running game. and You could argue he shouldn't have any confidence in the running game. Uh, And the – synergy or lack thereof between the offensive line and the the running backs. that They've gone through a bunch because of injuries. But on this night, Ben Roethlisberger did not finish the game. He did not finish the second half. Some of that was drop passes. But Alex Smith outperformed Ben Roethlisberger in the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter. But a guy with one healthy leg beat Ben Roethlisberger. In the head-to-head quarterback matchup. In the second half, Alex Smith was much closer to the player that he had been before he had the gruesome, mangled, leg snapped in a half injury a couple years ago. He moved the ball down the field. was a little bit above average yards per pass attempt. He had a passer rating in the second half of 101. And Ben Roethlisberger in the second half was, say it with me now, useless. He was useless. Uh, he had a... Passer rating of 48 in the second half and averaged a very small. It was like Kyler Murray small, 4.1 yards per attempt for Ben Roethlisberger. So, this is something that should give you pause if you are a lap dog for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because not only do you have defensive problems with a couple of, of first round picks, blue chip defensive players out, such as Bud Dupree, who aren't coming back, but now you have an offense which is. One-dimensional. So how good are the Steelers? Now, final point. This loss for Pittsburgh is also, and this is something that hasn't been brought up much, a direct result of some rotten attitudes showing up in the locker room. And we like, generally speaking, we like Mike Tomlin. He seems like a no-nonsense kind of guy and all that mumbo-jumbo. And we enjoy the straight-shooter approach. No excuses, right? He's, uh, he's got a lot of Belichick in him, although he's, he's more loquacious, much more loquacious than Belichick. But he's a no-excuse kind of coach. This team, there are factions on the Steelers that do not share that particular battle cry of Tomlin. And my theory is that this loss, in part, is because of Honolulu Blue. I'm talking about you, Eric Ebron. I'm talking about you. This guy spent four years in Detroit, and he'll stop over in Indianapolis with the Colts, but he brought that lion attitude to the Steelers, right? You can take the jersey off, the helmet off a lion, but forever there'll be a Detroit lion. This guy was bellyaching about the schedule. He was wallowing, and, oh, we're the victim. It's not fair. It's not fair. Ebron even went as far as to say he would rather lose a game check then play three times in 12 games, the chutzpah. The Steelers had 10 days off prior to having to play this stretch of three games in 12 days, and every year a team that Ebron used to play for, the Lions and the Cowboys, play, wait for it now, three games in 12 days. It is standard operating procedure. It is impounded in the schedule every year. And Ebron claimed the NFL was trying to see the Steelers lose. Well, the way the Steelers played, unfocused and sloppy, in the second half against Washington, they made Ebron the prophet of doom on this particular night. And so now Pittsburgh, asked the Buffalo Bills, this coming weekend, they have a two-and-a-half game situation. They're not going to play full three games because they already missed the second half Uh, the Steelers did against Washington. So now they have two and a half games in 12 days. Hopefully they won't skip out if you're a Steeler fan on the Buffalo matchup. All right. It is the Ben Maller show. You want to talk about any of that? It is available to you. We'll open up the Fox phone lines. Always a dangerous thing at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Also, you can, Hit us up on social media. We use Twitter a lot during the show. A lot of people have uh, become fans of reviewing the monologues. I don't know why that is. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I blame that guy, that uh, Ernie the Great O'Piner, who quit the show. He was the one that started that, Misha but he's gone now. He quit the show. But it's uh, Ben Maller on Twitter. Follow me on there. Tell a friend. I'll uh, we'll Post some videos from time to time. Usually in the evening hours, you can click on that see how we make the hot dogs, how we make the hot dogs. You're never supposed to see how they make the hot dogs because you won't want to eat the hot dogs. But if you want to see how they make the hot dogs, you can check out how they make the hot dogs. All right, exposed to sunlight. Exposed to sunlight, and it's a bloody mess. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
5: Fly, Mallard, fly on the airwaves everywhere. Fight. Roberto fights, cook a sound bite, one, two, three, Eddie low, Cooper high, as we hear the militia cry, fly, Maller fly, loviating and horns woggled M-A-L-L-E-R, Maller!
2: Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tire, tire rack.com slash sports tire The way tire buying should be.
6: The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The campaign moment podcast from the Washington post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction, anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. It's that simple. Order online at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zyn 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Nothing more powerful
4: than the unified voice of the Maller Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller Show by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Malheur. And you could tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Hot Russian tennis player. She wasn't any good, but she made a lot of money. Martina Navratilova. No, 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 no. No, no, no. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios,
2: it's Ben Maller. Hey, listen. Chris in Houston, he thinks Martina Navratilova is a tragedy. I think a lot of people would agree with that. I don't know any of them, but I'm sure a lot of people would. Wrong. So we began the show with an extra spicy hot Maller monologue about the Pittsburgh Steelers. The burner account writes in and says, I'm sorry, Steamboat Garcia, but I wouldn't I would have rather lost to a more worthy opponent than the stinking no-name Washington football team with the one legged pirate at quarterback. Now we can move on from this undefeated crap uh, A minus. Your sports sources the Steelers are pretenders. No team has a legit shot to beat the Chiefs in the AFC unless Roberto's Raiders. Sneak in the playoffs. I am not reviewing your monologue, but if I was, your sports source says I would give you a solid A. Well, that's an A and A might. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Robin Vegas says, why do you seem to get so much pleasure out of the Steelers losing their first game? Do you have a massive under totals uh, bet on the black and gold? Fill us in, Benjamin. And uh, by the way... Who is that Ernie fella you speak of? He sounds like a thin-skinned lightweight. Yeah. Well, he did quit the show out of the blue because of some nonsense that uh, should not have led to his demise as part of the show. Uh, I know he's still out. Anyway, he might listen occasionally. I haven't heard from him in a in a while. Uh, no Help from the Twin Cities writes in. He says Mike Tomlin and his lackeys are kidding themselves if they think losing is a good thing for future game outcomes. Now, I just want to point out, this is the media dopes. This is not Tomlin and the Steelers. This is people that are in the NFL media that have been spewing this crapola out out and about. Uh, out and about. Double O Mexican says, 8 out of 10 on the monologue. He's in San Diego. He says, Roethlisberger looks like he's been hanging out with Kershaw and has dead arm. Robbie the Mariner fan uh, says, great monologue, Ben. The Steelers. He says, oh, boy, Rob, Robbie's so excited because the Bills won. He's, uh, he's uh, orgasmic. He says, the Steelers are the worst 11-1 team in my lifetime. If that's a thing, by the way, which hour would be apologizing to me and telling me I was right about Josh Allen? Well, I will address the Buffalo Bills in the second hour, Robbie. I know you'll stay up and you'll be listening to that, but I will address uh, what was a dud of a game. Uh, the, apparently the Niners can only beat the Rams. This, this night, everyone else, they don't look that good against. When they play the Rams, they look amazing. It's like Joe Montana's back for the 49ers when they play the Rams. But when they, when they play everybody else, it's like they blow. It's, it's wild. Well,
6: the 49ers have always won the Rams, even when the
2: Rams no, no. were here the first time. The no, Niners no, always no, beat them. No, no, that's yes, a lie. that's 100% that's a lie. true. I yes. remember the Rams the, always saw No, that's a lie. The when, when the, you're a Raider fan. Stay out of this. Stay out of this, Roberto. Your team I'm barely about, beat the Jets. I'm talking about that. Your team 80s, barely beat late the Jets. 80s, the Rams no, always the, Rams, the 49ers. I remember the Rams beating the 49ers in Candlestick. They never beat the Rams. They never beat the Niners in Anaheim. One time you remember they beat them. I did, well, no, and then <laughs> you know, unfortunately, you know, Jim Everett had a situation there uh, where it kind of went sideways and then it was all downhill after that. But there was a brief period where the Rams were the only ones that could compete with the the eighties 49ers in the division. Because they had the Saints were terrible. And the Falcons were horrifically bad. The only chance you had to beat the Niners was the Rams in that division. Don't try to rain on my parade. (laughs) All right. Uh, Just Josh says, unlike the losing locker room, this monologue was filled with fire. It was fair and balanced, Josh in Cincinnati, one of the Cincinnati bros says. And it even included a Tom Hanks reference. There you go. Terry in England says, a fine monologue, B+. The Ebron link to Detroit is well-made and likely to be the issue. Guy is a bigger whiner than a Laker apologist. Well, let's do a wellness check right now. Let's check in with Eddie Garcia. We'd like to do a wellness check. Eddie, are you hanging in there, Eddie? Is everything okay, Eddie? You need any help? You need like a bowl of soup or something like that?
4: Well, I hate soup, so I definitely oh, don't need true. that. What ah. do you call soup? Just flavored,
2: flavored water? water. Yes, yeah. flavored water. Yuck. Okay. Ugh.
4: Nah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I mean, it was it was uh not enjoyable to watch obviously, but you know.
2: Yeah. Er, Can you er, play running back Eddie cuz I feel like you could have a job with the Steelers. I could probably have the same
4: production as the Steelers running backs. <laughs> my, uh, my god. What happened? They always they used to have good running backs in in Pittsburgh. It's I, I don't I, I honestly don't know. They they have a good offensive line, I think, and if I know that you pass block every play, it's a little they say it's hard to kind of get back into the mode of Run blocking because you're defending an area you're you know you're protecting, and then you know when you are told to fire off on the ball and and run block it it's it it doesn't help that I guess but I don't have any I have no explanation for why they're they average like one yard I mean yeah. you would think just you know plus if they run, they throw the ball every play you would think the defense. Would be just pinning their ears back and coming on a pass rush, and you would like break a run every now and then. I don't, I don't have an explanation for it. It's awful. Yeah,
2: the Steelers averaged one point five yards per carry in a professional football game. One point five yards. The Redskins or the Washington football team weren't much better. Uh, But the play, the play differential, like it's shot. They only ran the ball fourteen times. The Steelers and they had the lead at halftime in the game. They ran the ball fourteen times. They ran fourteen. Running plays, well, th- and they, I mean, they had sixty-seven total offensive plays. You can do the math on it. Well, they've done this
4: all season. This isn't new. Uh, they're like I said. they're – I know, but I'm ripping
2: them right now. I know, Eddie. I know this but, is new but you're acting, you're acting right now. like
4: this is something that that they just didn't do this game. They they can't run the ball all season, so they have that short passing. We live in the moment.
2: We live in the moment. We're you doing know. it right now. The show is right now. We're not worried about any of these other games when we weren't paying attention. It's right now. Yeah. Well, that's it's why right I'm here. Now. Was that why you're there? Well, yeah. when it comes to the oh. Steelers, anyway. Really? You're, yeah. the, you're the Steeler expert, well, I mean, I watch huh?
4: all the games. I watch every play. I know what I'm yeah. talking about with them. Every I may pro- not look know look what I'm you. talking about with the other teams. Look, but, look I, at know, this guy
2: walking know. around like a peacock over there, Garcia. Look fact. how excited he is, man. Look at that. All right. So uh, one thing that I would like to point out, it's a bloody mess. Were you paying oh, yeah. close attention, Eddie? Yes. I've never My seen guy. that before. Uh we, we had a geyser. No, well, I remember Kurt Schilling had the bloody ketchup packet when he was playing for the Red Sox, and yeah. that's what everyone compares it to. But Alex Smith had a gusher he, on his leg. He had a bloody leg. When I say a bloody leg, uh, he got cleated. He got cleated against the Steelers, and his, his leg, just before halftime, and it's more of a visual story than an audio story. I don't know that we can do it justice, Eddie, to describe, but it was kind of like if you went to a fountain and it was shooting blood instead of water up in the sky. Kinda. Yeah. Know, he he was bit.
4: wearing a burgundy sock, and yet yeah. that sock was like black with blood. And then yeah. the 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 white tape on his
2: shoe was like blood splattered. Now this was I didn't realize at the time. Eddie, this was the opposite leg. This was the healthy leg. Right. This was the good leg that had blood gushing out of it. And after the game, Alex Smith was asked about this. He he told the Redskins or slash Washington media whatever the hell it is <laughs> uh, they got to come up with a nickname. I, I don't like this placeholder. <laughs> I can't handle this, Eddie. It's messing up my bio as a gas bag. Anyway, the former Redskins media uh, talked to Alex Smith. He said, quote, I could visually see the blood pumping out, so it was a good one. Smith then said it was lucky to have it happen just before halftime. I've never had one gush like that, is the quote from from Alex Smith. So congratulations. And he came back and played in the game and... You'd think yeah he can't be squeamish after what happened when his leg well, was snapped sure. like a twig oh, the, in and half oh, and he and he, he could barely all those, he couldn't walk those, for ye- oh the photos of the oh aftermath. I know that and he did that that documentary it oh, was disgusting it was, it was horrible it was,
4: it was like a horror film it was
2: it was it was Frankenstein's lab is what it was, and he's back playing and he's. Played okay. I mean, he's great, but he played all right. And just the fact that he's playing—that's all. That's I, that's
4: it. If you would have told me after that no, injury no. that he was going to play
2: again, I would have told you, you were insane. No way. No, 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 chance. no chance. No. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller
3: Show weekdays at two a.m. Eastern, eleven p.m. Pacific.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge.
2: the right tires for how, what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com.
0: The way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
4: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
0: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
6: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit No hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zyn 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
4: Speaking of the NBA, uh, the league announcing that it will not allow, at least without any punishment, healthy players to be rested for high-profile nationally televised games for this upcoming season, violators could be fined at least $100,000. So...
2: Well, this is what David Stern, remember David Stern, when the San Antonio Spurs yeah, and the first one to do this, the the one that brought this disease to the NBA, full bore, full bore, was Greg Popovich. And it was a, they had played in Orlando, the Spurs, and they went to Miami for a TNT game and... Popovich sent Duncan, Ginobili, and I think it was Parker and a couple other guys on a Southwest Airlines flight back to San Antonio from Orlando. Didn't go to Miami. And Stern lost his lunch, the old commissioner, and said, "You got it. These are these are big games. These are national games. You got to have your guys." So apparently, Adam Silver, who's a Mister Softy, at least agrees with the original thought of David Stern. So that was uh, that was interesting. All right. Anyway, it is the Ben Maller Show. As we press on, further and further into the night, we continue on taking your phone calls here at eight. And we haven't done anything of that, anything of that nature yet. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Now, do you put any stock into the words of Chase Young, who he plays football in Washington? Never heard He's of him. Blue chip draft pick, uh, top draft pick. He was was a number two pick, I believe, something like that. Uh, for the Washington football team. Then they were the Redskins when he was drafted. But Chase Young commenting after Washington upset the Steelers in the Monday night game, and he told state-sponsored NFL media that the Steelers' previous opponent, the Baltimore Ravens, exposed some things and that the Washington football team was able to take advantage of that, and he said we were the better defense tonight. How about that? That's a blow to the machismo of the Steelers. Chase Young saying we were the better defense, and they were in the second half. What was it twenty to three after halftime advantage for Washington down the stretch? Uh, and then Young also said, "quote We played with more passion," he said. Ooh, passion. Team lacking passion. A Mike Tomlin team firing brimstone, Mike Tomlin. A team lacking passion. First of all, I think Chase Young is generally right. I don't know how much the Ravens exposed the Steelers because if I remember correctly, that, that game, there was a backdoor cover by the third string quarterback that came in, Trace McSorley, late in the game. But it's not like Baltimore was really matriculating the ball down the field. Now you can argue maybe the, the Ravens defense. I guess his his argument is the Ravens defense figured out something on how to slow down the Steelers offense. Like, apparently that would be the argument. And uh, is is that the case, or is it just in football incompetence by the by the running backs? Is that is that the deal? All right. Now this will be a future Insta trivia question down the line. I'm telling you right now. The let's see if you guys know the, the last. NFL team. There are 32 teams in the NFL. There is only one that has still not had a positive COVID test among a player on their roster. There's only one. Do you know which team that is that has yet to have a player test positive for the coronavirus slash COVID-19? <sighs> Coop, you want in on this, Coop? I feel like you want to, I heard a sigh. I feel like you <laughs> want to get in on this. I know it's not the Broncos. We know that. Yeah, we know that
6: much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Okay. Did anybody on the Packers?
2: You're going to go Green Bay? Yeah. I like that you put a question mark slapped (laughs) a question mark at the end of that. Uh, Roberto, what about you, Roberto? What do you think?
3: Take a shot. Let's see here.
2: All right. This is the Corona-free team. This is a team that has not lived in a bubble, but they don't have any players that have had the Corona. Uh, I have no do, idea. Do, do, no idea? What oh, division well, are they in? Well, I not even put I mean, out a guess. Come on. Uh, I, mean, uh, you, I mean, Roberto, it's a bad job by you. You've got a defeatist attitude. Shame on you. Uh, come on, Roberto. You can't name at least a CFL team for laughs. You know, name the Toronto Argonauts or something. Uh, the Blue Bombers. Are they still called that? The Winnipeg Blue Bombers? I don't know. Yes. Oh, they are? They haven't changed that for political correctness? The what? Cardinals. Ne- not yet. The Cardinals. Okay. Uh, Eddie, you want in on this? Eddie, yeah. Um, Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, all right. You all lose. Congratulations to those of you listening who guessed the Seattle Seahawks. How about that? Pete Carroll, man, he smokes all that weed with those guys, and they don't have the uh, the corona. <laughs> man, he's hanging out with them. He's doing the ganja. He's smoking joints with them. I don't know what they're doing, but they, they're the only team that has yet to have a positive test. That's it. Only one. I was close. Yeah, there you go. All right. I uh, thought about
1: seeing Seattle. You were close <laughs> to saying that.
2: Is that like Marcel uh, food picks? And mismatch. I thought, thought about going, yeah, as soon as he says uh, mismatch. Boy, well, some people hate Marcel. Really? Yeah. No way. He's he's harmless, Marcel.
4: (laughs) Those those people are not not
2: good people. Uh, They're they're not good people. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, are you? you, I mean, you take your sports radio that seriously that you can't have a little fun with Marcel? I mean, this is a big thing in Marcel's life. Calling this show. I know. I mean, he he believes he is Edward R. Murrow back in the early days (laughs) of broadcasting, breaking news. Here, he's like, this is a big thing for him. I, I take that away. He's a character on the show. We get a kick out of him. Uh, we do. All right, let's go to the phones, and let's say hello. Oh, here's a guy. Let's go to Medford, Oregon, and we say hello to Mark, the full-name guy in Medford, <laughs> Oregon. Hello, Mark, the full-name guy. Who? Ben you your know fo-
5: Your phone works. Congratulations. You know, the New York Giants manhandled Mr. Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks the other day.
2: Yeah, congratulations!
5: Yeah, now you keep talking about oh the Leafs in the East, but you know I remember Seattle was the team that had a seven and nine record and lot up with a home game against the New Orleans Saints, who sucked, who couldn't play on the road because they were a team that was built for the outdoor turf. They you had know, a bunch of track stars, where they couldn't play on grass. And they weren't any good on the road. And they actually walked to the 7-9 Seattle Seahawks. Are, are, like, you,
2: are you okay? I feel, like, I, feel, I feel like you're... Ga- you're I, are you okay? You're suffocating. <laughs> I, I feel like you're gasping for breath. Is everything okay, Mark? The <laughs> I'm not I'm,
5: gasping for breath. I'm, I'm chewing on some bread and cheese. The They're for real. They're for real. They can knock off your Rams. Oh,
2: your stop. stop. Over there, oh, come. please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would sign up today to take the Giants on in the play. That is a, the Rams. They already beat them once. They didn't even play well, and they still beat them. They played their C game, and they beat the Giants. Are you kidding me? They would manhandle the Giants. If they actually took the Giants seriously, they would – the Giants suck. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So glad we (laughs) took that call. Mark the full name guy right there. He's lived in three different cities listening to the show. He's in San Francisco for a long time, Santa Barbara briefly, and now he's in Oregon. He's moved. I guess the next state would be Washington. Then he's got to go to Canada to Vancouver. So that's that's what, or he can go down to Mexico and live or Baja, California. Get a place in Baja, California. Yeah. All right. Uh, here is the Who Am I game? Here, uh, here we go. The Who Am I game? So Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa is the second QB in the Super Bowl era with at least one touchdown pass and no interceptions in each of his first five career starts. I'm the other quarterback to pull this off. Who am I? Again, Tua Tungavailoa becoming the second QB in the Super Bowl era to have at least one touchdown pass and zero interceptions in each of their first five career starts. I am the other quarterback to pull it off. Who am I? The answer. Next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Raccoons, skunks, porcupines, and owls are all nocturnal, but none of them can support our show on social media, so we need your help. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show, and on Instagram, go to at Ben Maller on Fox, and you can contribute content to weekly features such as Ask Ben, Lame Jokes, and more. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
2: And here is the Who Am I game. So Dolphins quarterback Tua Iloa. Becoming the second QB in the Super Bowl era with at least one touchdown pass and no interceptions in each of his first five career starts. Finished that off against the Bengals over the weekend. I am the other quarterback to pull that off. Who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? Philly Rob's going with Dick Allen as his answer. I uh, feel better, Philly Rob. Uh, Rob in Vegas says Tanya Harding is his choice. Milkman Mike in Colorado says it's Dookie Pie Blair that uh, is the answer. Ali Baba, guessed by Chris, in Houston. Neil O'Donnell from David, the beleaguered Steeler fan in Ohio. Marcel the News Guy from Terry in England. Chip is going with Dan McGuire, who is the tallest quarterback in NFL history at six 6'8", and also related to uh, the great Mark McGuire. Uh, who else do you have? Chris in Des Moines, says Chris Miller, the always-injured Ram quarterback from back in the day. Roger Staubach, guessed by the Raider Freak. Jason in Denver is going with Tony Romo. Vols fan Jimmy. From in the sticks in Tennessee, says Jamarcus Russell is the way to go. Our guy Sam, he checks in with Obi-Wan Kenobi as his selection. Ahmad Bradshaw from Marcus, that's his his guess. Uh, Robbie the Mariner fans, Sugar Daddy Joe Exotic, guessed by Your Sports Source. Robbie went with Sam Bradford as his answer. Tiger Lily in Michigan Checks in with Mr. Super Bowl Shuffle Jim McMahon as the correct answer. Dwayne Haskins tossed out by Huster Kevin in Nebraska. Uh, who else do we have? Page down here. Uh, Travis says, Mark, the full name, n- name guy's oxy dealer. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on. He's just a little out there. <laughs> He's just a l- little bit out there. Shed in San Diego says, I need to visit Medford, Oregon, just to find out the bar scene there. And, uh, yeah, well, we've had a lot of crazy calls from, of all places, Medford, Oregon. Eddie, you have an answer, Eddie.
4: I do. It was one of the Dolphins quarterbacks from their inaugural season, Dick Wood.
2: <laughs> the great Dick Wood. who Everyone loves that. All right. The, uh, no, that's incorrect, Eddie. The correct answer is Jeff Kemp from the 1984 Los Angeles Rams. He, he was not a rookie, by the way. But it was his first five starts. He had been a backup prior to that, but his first five starts, he pulled it off. Just like Tua. I'm a rookie. I'm a rookie.
1: Zumo Play.